Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Friday, July 1st, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, totals, and analyze weather data in order to make one side pick and one total pick on every game that's played Monday through Sunday, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same, as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why the model or I like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. Let's go through my plays. Remember that there are no locks in gambling, so what I'll give you are loves, likes, and links to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to see it'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, you know, yesterday I talked about the day before having some of that good variance. We got a couple of good bounces and extra innings. Uh, I was thinking about it yesterday with a shorter slate, only eight games. It, it really introduces this good and bad variance idea um, you know, one game goes great for you or not, and that kind of swings it. Uh, the the Braves game, Anderson, I mean, I, like I said yesterday, I don't think he's good. He's just very average, but I mean, he didn't look average last night. Um, you know, between between that one and uh, there's one other one now that I'm just completely blanking, um, that like either one of those kind of flip and all of a sudden it's like a break-even day. And, and it just kind of goes either way. I think uh, about 10 days ago on, on a Monday, we had a shorter slate. And it's like we got a couple of things to go our way. And it was like just a huge positive day. It's, those shorter slates are just a little bit tougher like that. I like the full slates. We got one of those today. Um, and that hopefully balances out some of the variance. But you never really know. So, again, I, I always say this at the start of the show. Just remember with that variability. Lots of ups and downs, you know, within the week, within the month, within the season, especially in a sport like baseball. Before we get to today's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you're not yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way is when you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. Also, I encourage all my listeners to have multiple sports books in their portfolio, especially ones with reduced juice lines for MLB games. With these at your disposal, you should be able to find an edge on any game i have a couple that i recommend the links from the show's description and on the website www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks today all i can say is buckle up i mean there's a lot of large favorites i'm on a lot of underdogs today uh, and as i go through these plays i just as a disclaimer because i don't want to say this for every single game but as a disclaimer on all these underdogs i'm taking it's still more likely than not the favorite wins. It's all about the price. It's all about the fact that in the long run, the underdogs will win some of the time. And in the long run, if we're laying these giant odds on these favorites, we'll win more than 50% of our games, but we'll lose our shirt in the process. Now, that doesn't mean all the favorites won't win today. It just means today, I think a lot of the favorites are a little bit too high a price with maybe, you know, a couple of exceptions. And so I'll talk about that as I go through each game, but just kind of as a disclaimer, we a lot of underdogs today. Some of you may like that. Some of you may not. <laughs> and so I'll kind of talk about each game, which underdogs I'm a little more comfortable with, which ones I'm more trusting the model. Uh, all of them are a little bit different. 
And so we'll start off. We have two afternoon games today. The first one, 2.20 Eastern first pitch. Red Sox at the Cubs. No total out on this one as they tend to wait a little bit later in the morning based off of how important the weather is there in Chicago. Um, by the time this uploads, it'll probably be out, and I'll probably have posted on Twitter what I'll do. I can probably tell you already what I'm going to do off of it based off of the weather. It's going to be a, a little bit colder than yesterday as the front's come through or is coming through the area. In Chicago, we'll be in the mid to low 70s all game. Slight chance of rain, something to keep an eye on. Might have some delays in that one. We're in the 20 to 30% coverage there. Winds will be blowing in from left field at about 10 miles an hour with obviously stronger gusts as we see in Chicago. A wild game last night. Uh, there was a one point in the game there were 15 hits and 14 of them were singles. Uh, you know, I, I feel pretty solid. I, it, last night's one of the weirdest games where I've gone under and I've missed by a lot, but I mean, I, I kind of feel solid about the handicap there. I mean, the the people weren't going over because of the offenses and they weren't going over because the pitchers, people were going over because the weather. And I kept saying the weather's just not as extreme as they think. And, and I, I think I nailed that because you didn't see wind aided, heat aided home runs. Um, you just saw a bunch of singles, and I've talked about that before. Sometimes that happens, but it's rare. You don't tend to see a game with 14 singles and only one extra base hit. Of course, that extra base hit was that grand slam, and that ball was crushed. And then Votto hit one, it was crushed. Um, and then the wheels fell off when at that point you start getting to the back end of the bullpen. You never know when that's going to happen, of course. But, uh, I mean, nowhere close on the under, but, I mean, I don't think it was the right spot to go over despite how many runs there were. Um, today you actually have the other thing. You have other – end of that you have the weather actually helping the pitchers uh, two pitchers that might need some help here uh rich hill and adrian samson i don't think either one of these guys is very good uh, hill's advanced metrics lined up pretty perfectly with his era projects a little bit worse than that below average pitcher samson's pitched well in his three games this year uh, but last year it was kind of a disaster it's underlying metrics are fine it's only 10 innings so i'm not really making much of it he also projects to be about as bad as rich hill i don't think he, either pitcher is very good but the Cubs offense isn't very good, and given the weather and how impactful a wind blowing any direction in Wrigley is because the gusts are higher there uh, than in most parks, uh, the model projects this total to only be seven and a half. And so I'm seeing totals of nine. If it stays at nine, I'm going to go A grade on that under. Eight and a half is a little bit closer of a number. I'll probably go B grade if it's eight and a half. Um, to, again, the models are seven and a half. Eight probably seems more accurate. Um, but seven and a half, eight seems seems right. So right now, I think the total is too high based off of the numbers that have popped up at some of the places. Um, with regards to the side, the model says it's a coin toss game, and that kind of makes sense. I mean, these two pitchers are both not very good. The Cubs actually have an edge in the bullpen here. Um, obviously, the Red Sox have a huge edge on offense, but you have the Cubs being at home. So, I mean, the Cubs at home plus a bullpen edge, the bullpen matters a little bit less, but in, it might actually matter a little bit more in a game like today where I'm not – I'm not confident either pitcher gets out of, you know, gets out of the fifth. And the weather should help them, sure. But, I mean, again, neither pitcher's good. So the fact the Cubs are home plus the bullpen probably about balances out with the fact that the Red Sox for sure have a better offense. Seems like a coin toss game. I might say the Red Sox should be slightly favored, but at the prices in the plus 120s that I'm seeing, that's just insane value on the Cubs. So I'm A grade on the Cubs. I think they got a good shot to win this game. It's an anything-can-happen game, so with these type of odds, I just want to be extra invested. It's not an A pick in that I think the Cubs are going to win. It's an A pick in that there's value in the long run. I want more units on the picks of value. Other afternoon game, 307 Eastern, first pitch. 
Rays at the Blue Jays. Corey Kluber versus Jose Barrios, two pitchers that are now rate a little bit below average. I've kind of been talking about both these guys all season. Kluber's overperformed a little bit his advanced metrics. I still project him closer again to average than the fact that so far his results have been pretty solid. I don't think he's quite that good, but it's not a huge drop off from there. Barrios, on the other hand, has been atrocious. He's not that bad. Uh, but as I've been saying for a long time now with him, you know, for it seems like at least a couple months of the season, just an average pitcher at this point in his career. Two pretty good offenses, two bullpens at rate below average. Total of nine seems way too low. I'm going over nine with an A grade. Didn't get the over yesterday uh, as you know, one team did their part getting their four runs, and then Kikuchi with just the start of the season, as bad as he's been. I mean, and, and that's what I kind of mentioned at the top of the show. You have good and bad variants. You're going to have good pitchers have bad outings, and you're going to have bad pitchers have good outings. You just tip your cap and say, hey, you know, he went out and pitched really well. It's not that he can't. He's a major league pitcher. He's just been very terrible, and there's been no uh, sign that he was going to turn it around long term, but that doesn't mean he can't have a good start. And he did. And so didn't get the over yesterday. But today I'm going back to it. His offenses are too good for average to below average pitchers and relievers. The model thinks that the total should be 10 to 10 and a half. 10 and a half may be a little too high, but you do have a hitter friendly ballpark there. 10 probably seems like a more accurate number in my opinion. A grade over nine for me there. With regards to the side, the model says Blue Jays minus 135. I take, I've taken the Blue Jays minus 136 with just to lean a tiny bit of value. I've already seen that number eke out a little bit since I hit the lock button and I hit the record button. I, I think Blue Jays in the minus 140 range is fine. Once it gets into the minus 140s, it's a lot tougher. Again, it's it's probably just a stay away. At some point, there would be – you'd flip and you want to be on Tampa depending on just how high the plus odds go. Um I think the number on this one's pretty good. I might make the if I had to see if I had to say the Blue Jays minus again the model saying Blue Jays minus 135. I might say it should be a little bit higher than that, but not by much. I mean, again, these two starting pitchers are just a complete wash. Blue Jays have a little bit better of an offense, but they tend to excel more on lefties than righties. Against righties, these two offenses are actually pretty close. Blue Jays with a little bit better of a bullpen. I think the Blue Jays should be favored. Again, my main focus here is on that over nine. I just think the number is too low here with how good of offenses these are versus pitchers that I just don't think are that great in a park that favors shutters. So the night game, 6.05 Eastern first pitch, Cardinals at the Phillies. A hot one in Philadelphia. We're going to start off at 90 degrees, going to close in the mid to upper 80s. Winds will be blowing out to right center field at around 10 miles an hour. Slight chance of rain in the 20% coverage range. Just something to keep an eye out there. Miles Michaelis versus Bailey Falter. Uh, Michaelis having a fantastic season. I don't think he's that good. His advanced metrics are about a full run higher. At some point, it's coming crashing back down to earth for him. And not that he's bad. He's just merely good, not great. And, and if he has an ERA in the mid-threes by the end of the season, I think he'd be very happy with that. If that was me, I'd be very happy with that. I just don't think he's going to hold on to this mid-two ERA uh, for that much longer. Good pitcher, just I don't think he's great. Versus Bailey Falter, nothing special. Um, advanced metrics so far this year, not ideal, but also only in 20 innings pitch. Projects to be right around league average. Maybe that's a hair optimistic. Bottom line on this one is that the Cardinals have the better offense and the Cardinals have the better starting pitcher. Um, a slight edge in the bullpen, though that's probably more rounding error. It's hard to really tell, especially who knows who's going to pitch. 
Um, but the Cardinals, again, have the edge pitching in the edge, hitting. They're on the road. They should be slight favorites. It's all about the price on this one. I'm seeing prices Cardinals minus 143. I just think that's too much. Baseball is a random sport. The way the ball bounces, you never know who's going to play. I mean, you hit a line drive. Uh, you know, if, if you got to watch that, uh, another fantastic Yankees Astros game last night, it was one ball that uh, somebody, one of the Yankees hit uh, to short. And I mean, the ball got to him in half a second. I mean, it was like he couldn't help but catch it. That's an out. I mean, he crushed the ball, right? So, I mean, that sort of stuff happens in baseball. And so in this game, I just think it's a little bit too much. People are overestimating the Cardinals edge. Again, they have an edge. Don't get me wrong. They have an edge offensively and pitching. It's just, I just don't think it's this much for the road. Model says Cardinals minus 122. I'll take the Phillies at plus 132. It's all about the number. I think there's good value here. B pick. Again, I think the Cardinals more likely to win than not. It's just the price is too high for me. It's a situation, and I'm going to say this a lot. It's either Phillies or pass. I think if you pass, it's totally acceptable, but it's just, it's hard to say that long term you're going to do well laying odds steeper than you should. And so, my personal take is unless this number comes down, as much as I like this Cardinals team and I'm looking to ways to back them because they've really overperformed, I just don't think this price is right for a Phillies team that's kind of been up and down, but kind of surprisingly playing okay. If you look back about the last 30 days, uh, of course, they looked pretty good last last night against Atlanta. And again, a hot one. I think we know there's going to be some runs scored. The problem is, is it's priced pretty well. The total is nine and a half. The model says um, 9.8. So, I mean, we're right in the ballpark of it. I'll take the over. Uh, just a lean. I get, I think this is priced pretty well. If you could get over nine, that'd be fantastic. Um, again, the ball's going to be flying out of that park tonight, but... At, at this point, I just don't see any advantage. I can't go under because, again, I think Michaelis is going to give up some runs. I'm pretty sure Falter's going to give up some runs. So, I mean, this this feels like, you know, a 4-4 four to four type game in the seventh inning. And then, you know, who knows what's going to happen or a 5-3 or a to three game in the seventh inning and who knows what's going to happen. Kind of with regards to who wins and exactly where the total ends. It could stay at nine runs. It could go over. So, Total's a tough one for me at this price, but I'll take a flyer on the Phillies with the B pick. Like I said, I think the odds are just too carried away for the Cardinals. 605 Eastern first pitch Marlins at the Nationals, a hot one in Washington, or similar part of the country. There will be also 90 degrees to start and low 80s to close. About 25% rain chance there, so that's obviously something to keep in mind. Wind's also blowing out, as it was in Philadelphia. Slightly less, more on the lesser side of 10 than the upper side of 10. Uh, but I mean, a little bit of wind help, a little bit of heat help, uh, definitely going to help the batters out against two pitchers that don't need any help given against them in Trevor Rogers and Josiah Gray. Rogers has been awful this season. We've talked about him a lot, not as bad as that ERA, but the advanced metrics and projections still have him below average at this point. He's been bad, and there's nothing that gives you hope that he will be good. There's hope to say that he'll be average or slightly below average as opposed to the atrocious that he's been. But there's no real like, oh, just give it some time. It's a going to be a long year for him. And Josiah Gray has pitched well, relatively speaking, lately. We got a nice easy fade against him the other day until – um, I say easy. It gave up some runs early. Rangers had the lead in that game. That was about a week ago. And then uh, Rangers bullpen 
decided to give it up, and the Rangers uh, got the win against us there. And what I thought was a good spot to fade Gray. He's pitched well lately, but I, I don't think it's at. I don't think he's pitched well enough to justify the price back then or today. I think what we have to remember, and I'll talk about this specifically with an Astros pitcher, not today, but coming up in a, in a couple days. I'm not sure exactly when he's going, but if you look at the last two-week stats, last month stats, they aren't overly predictive. The only time they're really predictive is when someone's made a change, when they've um, you know added a new pitch, dropped the pitch, changed their grip on something, things of that nature. Otherwise, you're kind of you know, isolating too much noise. And that's what I think is happening with Gray here. I don't think Gray is horrible by any stretch of the imagination. He's a young guy. He's going to get better. I just don't think he's as good as he's been priced. That's, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that, again, decent season so far, but his underlying metrics for the season are about full run worse than he's performed. So I think that he's the reality for Gray is somewhere in between how he's looked in this last month, which, again, has been good and just an average pitcher. So the model still says he's average. Maybe he's a tiny bit better than that, but its I don't think it's by much. So I would say a starting pitcher edge for the Nationals. Unfortunately, that's where the edges end for them. The Marlins have a bullpen edge for sure. So if the Marlins get to gray at all, and this game gets into the Nats' bullpen, or maybe kind of as soon as Rodgers is done, at, at some point you have to hope the Marlins are going to tell Rodgers, hey, just go twice through the lineup, get us five innings and be done and not try to lengthen him out. Because him going a third time through the lineup is you know, seemingly a recipe for disaster. Marlins have the better offense. I don't understand how the Nationals are favored in this game. I just, I'm, not, I'm not big on this Nationals team. Uh the Marlins for a while, I think, were a little bit overvalued, but I think their values, their their market's pretty accurate. It's just why why are we loving the Nationals? It makes no sense to me personally. I think the Marlins should be favored. I make them a minus one twenty three favorite, and they're plus one sixteen. It's one of the largest edges I've had all season. And that doesn't mean I would put more on it. At some point, there is a cap, and again, there's no perfect accuracy to the model. All right, if you've heard the saying, all models are wrong. Some models are useful. Right? The, there's no model that's perfectly accurate anything like this but uh, marlin should be favored in this game in my opinion another road team but they just they have an edge on the offense and just a such a huge edge in the bullpen and as bad as rogers is i just don't think that gray is you know working his way towards cyan candidacy that, that feels what it's like he's being priced as i don't like this nationals team at all a pick for me in the marlins at plus odds this line just confuses the heck out of me. With regards to the total, I'll take over nine. It is minus 123. It's a B-grade pick. It drops to a C at nine and a half. My hunch is that's where it's going, given this these odds. Uh, neither offense is great, but again, I don't really trust either pitcher. And like I said, I sure as heck don't trust whatever happens when we get to the Nationals bullpen. It's a hot night with the wind blowing out. Nine and a half. It's, it's basically just like the game before we talked about. Nine and a half is a real tough ask. At least at nine, we've got the push protection. So I'll go over nine with a B grade there in Washington. 640 Eastern first pitch. Braves at the Reds. Another warm one here. Upper 80s to start around 80 to close. More like 40 to 50% chance of rain here. So we'll have to keep our eye on the weather throughout the day. Winds will be blowing mostly across, so no real wind effect in this one. Of course, remember, we have the one of the most hitter-friendly ballparks in the country. Max Freed versus Mike Miner. I mean, a, a huge starting pitcher discrepancy. 
There's no other way to put it. Freed is very, very good. Advanced metrics actually better than his 270-70 area, and that's really tough to do. At this point, his his rating in my system, I talked about the ratings yesterday, a 77. Again, once you get to the 70s, that's really good. He's fantastic. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Versus Mike Miner, who <laughs> he's not as bad as a 771 ERA, but I feel like any pitcher who actually sticks around in the major leagues probably isn't as bad as a 771 ERA. Only five games, but his advanced metrics haven't been good. At this point, he projects to be really bad. Again, huge, huge, huge starting pitcher mismatch in favor of the Braves. The Reds offense performs better against if the Reds offense performs better against lefties. It's good for them. Unfortunately for them, the Braves offense also performs better against lefties. So both offenses are going to get a little bit of a boost here with regards to facing a lefty. Model says the Braves should be a minus 192 favorite. Minus 260 is just absurd. It's similar to what I talked about earlier. I'll say it a lot. To me, it's either Reds or pass. If you want to pass, that's fine. And people say, what about the run line? The problem is with the run line is you have the same issue. They're so correlated in how they price these things. You're going to have to lay odds on this run line. I mean, if, if I was going to play it, I'd play it on the run line just because minus 260 is a crazy high price for this scenario. But I, I, I just don't think there's any value personally. Uh, that doesn't mean the Braves won't win. Braves probably win, and they probably win, you know, by three or four runs. But minus 260 is just a crazy number. I'm on the Reds at plus 233 as a B-pick. I'm trusting the model. I'm trusting the fact that we're doing this day in, day out, across every single game. And a long run taking these plus odds is going to help out because the underdogs are going to win occasionally. I only think the Reds win 34% of the time. If they win 34% of the time, this is a fantastic play for us and it's going to really help our bank account. So I'm on the Reds. I don't really think they win, but you never think an underdog is going to win in baseball, and they do, and they do more than our brains want to think. The bad teams win a third of the time. And every once in a while, we've seen it in several situations this year with the Dodgers being involved in a couple of them, the Orioles being involved in a couple of them, where a team that you say, this team isn't very good. It goes in and they'll sweep or take two out of three or three out of four from a really good team. Not to say, again, I think the Reds win. It's just you never know with baseball, and it's all about the price, plus 233. Offer some pretty good value on the Reds. It's not one I love making. I'm hesitant to make it. Braves are a much better team, but the odds, again, it's all about the price. With regards to the total, I'll go under 9.5 with just a lean. The model says 9.3. I think this one's priced pretty well. Again, if it, if I could get nine, I'd probably I'd flip and I'd probably go over. At this point, I'll go under nine and a half, kind of because I have to. I mean, Freed's fantastic, and I, I kind of have to think Miner's not gonna be this bad going forward. And maybe that's wrong. He's been really bad so far, but I just I kind of have to think he's gonna be at least mediocre to okay. And if so, maybe there's a little bit of a lean to the under. Again, I think this one's priced pretty well at nine and a half, though. And so this is just a lean for me on that total. 705 Eastern first pitch, Brewers at the Pirates. Another warm one. Upper 80s to start, upper 70s to close. Chance of rain increasing as the game goes along. We're up to about a 50% rain coverage by the end. Wind's also blowing across. You know, another game to keep an eye on the weather on. Corbin Vern, Burns versus Ramsey Contreras. Y'all know I love Contreras. We talked about him a lot. He's not as good as that 276 ERA. The advanced metrics are about a run and a half higher. He's probably more just an average pitcher, but a, a young kid coming up being average is 
Um, not bad for sure. Um, I mean, many of us in our chosen fields would love to be our first year in something and at least be average across everyone in the company, right? So, Katrina's, uh, you know, pretty solid for being, being a rookie, just an average pitcher, though. Again, not as good as those numbers. Birds is obviously fantastic. There's really nothing more to say about him. Projects is one of the top pitchers in my database with a 73 ranking. I mean, that's fantastic here. Brewers have a better offense, but Brewers' offense is more balanced. The Pirates offense does better against righties. And so they get a little bit of a boost to kind of close that gap. The biggest thing with the Pirates for me at this point, and, and we saw it last night, their bullpen struggled. We saw it the day before when we got the winner with the Pirates, their bullpen struggled. And that stretch where they lost and we were on the Pirates and they they, they were ahead in like every game. A couple of those, they were ahead as, as big underdogs. Their bullpen has just been terrible. And yet the model still believes in their bullpen. I don't get it. I, I mean, I, I'm just at a loss for words. To me, it's a below average bullpen, but the model likes it. So, I mean, I, take that for what it's worth. Maybe that means you play first five when you're back in the Pirates because you just want to avoid their bullpen. I don't think that's crazy. It's one of the there's, – there's a couple of things that are curious about how the model has progressed over the season. And, and if I were to pick three things out, it's why does the model love the Pirates bullpen so much when they continue to let us down? But otherwise, I do love this Pirates team. I think they're really undervalued. I think they're like kind of close to average. I don't think they are average. I think they're just close-ish. And yet they're being priced as like the worst team in baseball. And it's like, I think they're, I think they're closer to like bad than terrible. Um, again, not to say they're good. <laughs> if you start the season over today going forward, I don't think they win 81 games. But again, I just think they're more like a 75-win team, but they're being priced like a 60-win team. Model says Brewers minus 144. I'll take the Pirates at plus 175 with a B pick. It's like I said earlier, I'm going to say it a lot. It's Pirates or pass on this one. The odds in the Brewers are just too high. Burns is fantastic, but the Brewers offense is only average. It wouldn't surprise me if Contreras kind of holds down this Brewers offense. In the end, the Brewers probably win because the Pirates bullpen is so bad, as I talked about. But it's all about the price in this situation. And if this game is one-to-one -one in the sixth inning, and you've laid minus 190 or you've laid the run line, you're going to be sitting there like not feeling good, right? So it's just the price is just too high. I think there's a lot of value in the Pirates at plus 175. If you want to look at the first five, just given the, how bad the Pirates bullpen is, I think that's a reasonable market to look at. With regards to the total at seven and a half, again, the model loves the Pirates bullpen. Model says 6.7. Model says the Pirates aren't going to score off of Burns. That makes sense. Model says that Contreras can kind of hold the Brewers' offense down a little bit. Obviously, the Brewers have a really good bullpen. Under 7.5 is the play for me. It's a B-grade pick. Only a B, not an A, just because, again, I don't trust the Pirates' bullpen. You can look at the first five under. The issue you're going to have there is the number so low, and it's a warm night. All it's going to take is one swing of the bat in order to kill a first five under, so... A B pick. I like the under. I just, I'm just so nervous about that Pirates bullpen that I can't overinvest in backing the Pirates or backing the under because that's the, the that's in my opinion the biggest miss 
That's the biggest unit miss that I think the model has overall completely is the Pirates bullpen. 17 Eastern first pitch, Yankees at the Guardians. I love me this Guardians team. Tonight, they'll throw Aaron Savali versus Garrett Cole. Obviously, a big pitcher mismatch in the Yankees' favor. In the Yankees' favor, Cole was fantastic. Advanced metrics and projection lineup exactly with his ERA. Savali has a 720 ERA. He's not that bad. His underlying metrics are exactly league average. He projects to be league average. Guardians' offense, though, is not that far behind the Yankees' offense. The Yankees' offense is fantastic. The Guardians' offense is pretty good. It's just one step below, not three. And with regards to the relievers, Yankees' bullpen's good, but the Guardians' bullpen is starting to rake out pretty good, too. It's, 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 a, it's a slight edge to Yankees on offense and bullpen, but not by as much as you'd think. The biggest edge they have, of course, here is just starting pitcher. Nothing to take away from Garrett Cole. What shocks me is that the number on this is Yankees minus 206. I, given that the biggest edge the Yankees have here is a starting pitcher, starting pitcher alone on the road shouldn't get you to minus 200. The number makes no sense. It's the same story I've been saying. It's the Guardians are passed for me. It's plus 189. It's a B-grade pick. The model says 138. The model says it's all about Cole, but you got to cancel out a little bit of the effect because the road. Yankees are more likely to win. Absolutely. It's just you're laying such a huge price that it's just not worth it. Um, and it's the same story I say about the run line. You can go run line, but again, you're just laying too big of odds. And if it's a tight game, I, I think the Yankees will score off Savali. I, I think it's one of those things where the Guardians are down, you know, four to three in the seventh inning. And given that the bullpens are about equal, the Guardians' offense is pretty good. And the way they've played late, the, the way they've played of late, kind of anything can happen there at the end. Again, Yankees probably still win. It's just not worth an investment, in my opinion, based off the price. Weather story will be the same as everywhere else. A little bit more of a chance of rain in Cleveland, though. It's about 50% throughout the game. Temperatures about the same as everywhere else, mid-80s to start, upper 70s to close. And the winds will be blowing out. And so with that regard, I'm going over eight with a B-grade pick. The, the, the model says the total should be more like nine. It's tough to say with Cole and how good he is. It's only a B-grade pick because Cole could completely shut down anybody. And any. I mean, you could play this game on the moon and Cole could shut him down. It's just one of those things where he's so good that it's hard to be confident in and over. But with that said, as good as the Yankees' offense is, and the fact that the Guardians' offense is pretty good in their own right, and a day that's slightly warm, not as warm as some of the places around the country, but a little bit of warmth and a wind blowing out, I mean, it's a recipe for runs. So I'll go over eight, but only a B pick just because I respect Cole. That's the reason why the Guardians only get a B pick as well. There's a ton of value, in my opinion. This price, this is really mispriced, but I respect Cole enough that I'm not going to fade him that heavily uh, with regards to uh, backing my my new favorite team, the Guardians. 17 Easter first pitch Royals at the Tigers. Looks like a bullpen game for the Tigers, so no line on this one. Brad Keller for the Royals. Kind of is what you see. His 456 ERA advanced metrics, you know, maybe a tenth or two of a run better than that. Um, somewhere in between that is, I mean, it's a rounding error. Very average pitcher. Uh, the Tigers bullpen is okay. And so they'll match up fairly well with regards to pitching. Both of these offenses aren't very good. Model says Tigers minus 123 plugging in generic bullpen game. That kind of makes sense. Um, it's a situation where the pitchers are solid. The offenses are bad. 
Weather's going to be about 80 degrees to start, low 70s to close, chance of rain there as well. The winds will be blowing a little bit out, a little bit across. And so, of course, we'll see what the prices are on this one before I lock anything in. Whoever exactly pitches for the Tigers, assuming it is a bullpen game, probably won't matter too much in this. I think the Tigers are probably a little bit more likely to win. Uh, they do have a little bit of an edge with regards to the relievers, but otherwise it's kind of a coin toss game with giving the Tigers their boost for home field. That's kind of how the model gets to Tigers 1, minus 123. 17 Eastern first pitch, Rangers at the Mets. Low 80s to start, around 80 to close. Winds will be blowing out to left field at 10 to 15 miles an hour, so another little bit of a boost to the bats there with regards to the weather. Glenn Otto versus Chris Bassett. Otto, 531 ERA advanced metrics. About right there, projects a little bit better, but definitely a below average pitcher. Bassett with a 401 ERA, advanced metrics slightly better than that and does project to be good. Edge to the Mets with regards to the starting pitcher. Edge to the Mets with regards to the offense. Edge to the Mets with regards to the bullpen. Edge to the Mets being home. This is one where I'm comfortable with the favorite here. Uh, a, a rare statement I'm making today. The model says the Mets should be in the minus 180s, so I'll take them at minus 187. Only a lean because I just don't think there's a ton of value on it. But it is one that I have my eye on. If this price gets any better than this, it jumps to a B pick at the at the minus 180 mark. So I'm going to keep my eye on it. Hopefully it does get a little bit better for us. But if you can grab Mets minus 180, I think you've got some value. Minus 187. I'm fine being on the Mets. It's just hard to be too invested once you get towards the minus 200s. They are the better team in every facet and at home. It's just they don't have quite enough of an edge to make me feel really comfortable laying such a big number. I'm on the match, just not too heavy. The total is eight and a half. I'll go over the eight and a half with the B pick. I think this total should be nine. The model says nine and a half. I think that nine, nine and a half range makes sense. Um, so over eight and a half is a B grade pick. I just can't go with an A grade pick. That park does tend to favor pitchers. Bassett's pretty solid. Mets bullpen's pretty solid. Rangers might only score two or three. And if that's the case, I wouldn't, I would, now I wouldn't take the Rangers team total under given that it is a hitter friendly environment, but if the Rangers only score two or three, we're going to need a lot of help from the Mets to get over this. So I like the over. I think the over is the right play. It's just only a B grade. Uh, I, I just think there's, there's, when you think through how you can lose a play, there's more ways you can lose this than I'm comfortable with to get it to an A grade. So I like the O, we just don't love it. And that one's, that's why it gets a B grade. 18 Easter first pitch, Diamondbacks at the Rockies. Nice day in Denver. It'll be mid-70s to start, low 70s to close. More chance of rain there, even across the country. Winds will be blowing out to center field at around 10 miles an hour. So a little boost to the bats based off the wind. Temperature, though, probably not so much. Probably pretty neutral there. Merrill Kelly versus Antonio Sensatella. Kelly's a pitcher we talked about. I've loved this guy. Uh, 364 ERA advanced metrics line up perfectly with that. Projects a little bit worse. Still projects to be a good pitcher above average. Sensatella, 466 ERA. His advanced metrics, though, say he's actually pitched better than that. His ERA is a little bit inflated, mainly because of pitching in Denver. I mean, that's about exactly what you'd expect the jump to be so i mean he's he's been pretty league average the advanced metrics say he's been pretty league average and his era adjusting for course has been pretty league average so a very average pitcher here should be able to hold down a below average Diamondbacks offense but i really think kelly can hold down this bad rockies offense kelly's 
better than Sensatella, and the Diamondbacks' offense is better than the Rockies' offense. Both bullpens are just a train wreck. Model thinks the Diamondbacks should be favored. I'll take the Diamondbacks plus 102 with an A-grade pick. Even money is the cut point between an A and a B pick for me. Plus odds, A-grade, even money. Depends on how you're feeling. I like Kelly. I like backing Kelly. But even money is that point where it drops from an A to a B. Minus 105 would be the point where it drops from a B to a C. Where at that point, you're losing value if money comes into the Diamondbacks. You never really know how that will play out. But I like the Diamondbacks here. I think they're more likely to win than not. So in a, in a, in a situation where I think they should be favored plus odds, it's kind of an automatic A grade for me there. And with regards to the total, I'll go under 11.5. The number kind of makes no sense. These offenses aren't good. And course can only help so much, especially being a kind of average temperature night. The winds are blowing out, but it's not like it's in the, if it's in the, you know, mid eighties, it'd be a little bit different of a story. Model thinks this total should be 10. 10 seems about right. Again, you got to give a boost for course, but Sensatella is better than this Diamondbacks offense. And Kelly is a lot better than this Rockies offense. So when you have edges to the pitchers over the offenses, I don't see how you get to this total unless it's all about the weather. And the weather isn't extremely favorable tonight for hitters. If you wanted to go first five under, this is one that I would definitely look at because I do not trust either bullpen. So something to keep an eye on there with regards to the full game of the first five. As I mentioned before, overall looking at playing first fives hadn't really been anything that's helped me out personally. So I'll stick to the full game under 11 and a half with the B great pick. But it's something to keep an eye on if that's a market that you like to play in. I think both pitchers are good enough to hold down these bad to mediocre offenses. Again, in a hitter-friendly park, just not hitter-friendly weather. Hey, Tini's their first pitch. Angels at the Astros. This Astros team turning into just a juggernaut. I've talked about this. Them and the Yankees. That was a fantastic series. Astros won seven of nine games against the New York teams, and both losses were walk-offs in games that they had three-run leads in. Um Yankees are fantastic. Astros are fantastic. I just can't say enough about these two teams and how much I really hope they play in the ALCS. These two teams are a lot of fun to watch. Biggest question for the Astros is going to be, sometimes they seem to struggle against some of the more mediocre competition uh, of late, kind of letting their guard down. They, they talked, and this is where it helps me being an Astros fan. You heard a lot of talk about how catchers did a lot of prep work on these Yankees and Mets hitters. They were really focused in on winning as many games of those nine as possible and mission accomplished, but now you can't let off here. You have to keep that focus. And in a 162-game season, that's not easy to do. So that's the one concern you have for the Astros now going forward and playing more mediocre teams is can they keep that same focus? If they play the way they played against those New York teams, they're going to run through some of these more mediocre teams, and they're going to lose some games because that happens at baseball, but they're going to win way more than they lose. That's just the big question. Otherwise, the pitching's been good for the most part all season. The bats are really starting to come around. Tonight, Michael Lorenzen versus Christian Javier. Lorenzen, a 424 ERA. That's exactly where his advanced metrics and projection line up. Slightly above average versus Christian Javier. This is a guy I've talked about a lot. I like this kid. 273 ERA. He's not that good. His advanced metrics are about a half a run higher than that. But his projection continues to increase. And again, he gets a little bit of a ding on the projection simply because he's not a guy that the Astros have trusted to go deep. But otherwise, uh, a, a very good pitcher and, and one that we've trusted backing a lot in a lot of different ways. Models says Astros minus 162. I'll take the Astros minus 157 with a B pick. That minus 160 mark is about where it starts to really have no value anymore. Under minus 160 is a B pick. I think the Astros are the right side here. Just have to be leery of the price. 
again, as I talked about, you never know what sort of letdown spot they'll have. It's it's tough to project that. I'm not going to say this is a letdown spot. We talk about momentum. We talk about things like this. I, I, a, I y'all know I just don't I don't really believe in a lot of that stuff, especially with professional athletes. B, if it happens on the outside, we never know when it's happening because it doesn't happen a lot. And so it's not so much that I'm saying this is a letdown spot. It's just a situation where it's on the table for sure after coming off those New York games. So we just don't want to get too carried away with the price here. At this price, I think it's okay. Asher's the much better team, better pitcher, better offense, better relievers at home. So minus 157 is a B grade pick. And I'll take an under eight and a half with an A grade. I think this total should be eight or maybe even seven and a half. Models is 7.6. Seven and a half probably seems a little bit low given how well this Astros offense has played. But I'm projecting Alvarez out again tonight. My hunch is he's not going to play. If he didn't play last night against the Yankees, that, that says he's having concussion-like symptoms. Pure projection, right? But my hunch is that he's not, he wasn't feeling well. He's having some, something, right? Something's going on. Or else he would have played last night against the Yankees. That's not to say he doesn't want to get back and play, but I don't really see why you rush him at this point of the season. It's a long season against an Angels team that isn't very good. So my hunch is he doesn't play. So all of this is without Alvarez in the lineup. That's part of the reason why the total's lower. Obviously, if he plays, that affects my thinking a little bit. Makes me like the Ashes a little bit more and the under a little bit less. But without Alvarez in that lineup, Brantley's out of the lineup. Uh, Pena might still be out of the lineup, who has been up and down. Um, he's probably more rounding air, but it can't help. Um, I think under's the way to look here. It's an A-grade pick for me. I just don't think there's enough firepower from either one of these offenses, and both pitchers are above average. Like I said, I, I think this total should probably be eight and probably be juiced pretty heavily at eight. So A-grade under eight and a half. I love that we get the win at eight rather than just the push. 18 Eastern, first pitch Orioles at the Twins. Low 80s to start, low 70s to close. Winds will be blowing out. Stronger to start than later. It's going to die down. It's going to be more in the 10 to 15 mile an hour range to start, but under 5 miles an hour at the end. So a bit of a boost to the bats early on, but that's going to fade as the game goes on. Spencer Watkins versus Joe Ryan. Watkins is terrible. His advanced metrics are worse than his 514 ERA. One of the worst projected pitchers that I have in my database against Joe Ryan, who we liked early on, kind of more of a fly ball pitcher, though, and that worked pretty well early in the season in colder weather. Um, but in this situation, I don't think it's as favorable for him, uh, given that early on we'll have warmer weather and winds blowing so strong out. His advanced metrics are about a full run worse than his ERA. Projects to be pretty league average at this point. Model says Twins minus 177. Twins are the better team. Twins are at home. Twins have a massive edge with regards to starting pitcher, and the Twins have an edge with regards to the offense. Unfortunately, 215 is not a price that I think you should lay on the Twins, given the fact that this is not the right environment to back Joe Ryan, and this Orioles team has kind of been frisky, and the Twins' bullpen has really struggled. Orioles' bullpen's been pretty good. This is a situation where I don't want Watkins going deep. I want to get over to that Orioles' bullpen that seemingly has a lot of decent depth i'm taking the orioles plus 196 with the b grade again twins more likely to win but that price is just way too high if you had a better pitcher for the twins if, if joe ryan was actually as good as that 320 era i could see it 
But given his advanced metrics, again, being over a run worse than that, I just think that's way too high of a price. I'm on the Orioles with a B-grade pick at plus 196. Again, it's either Orioles or pass, in my opinion. With regards to total, I'm going over 9 at minus 107. It's a B-grade pick. Only a B just because this Orioles team has been more of an under team. Occasionally, you see them with a higher scoring game. Um, it's just the weather and the pitchers. Just more lineup for an over game. So over 9, I think, makes a lot of sense. I just can't quite get there with an A pick. Uh, just too much variability, in my opinion, to be that confident in it. But I do think over is the way to go in that one. 10 10 Eastern first pitch. Padres at the Dodgers. Nice night in LA to start off with low 70s. It'll be a little chilly by the end in the mid 60s. Winds will be blowing out at about 10 miles an hour. They usually do blow out about that to start, but it'll kind of hold that way throughout the game. So it's of note. Blake Snell versus Tony Gonsolin. These two pitchers are much closer than you'd think. The model actually says Snell's a better pitcher. I don't know about that. That seems a bit of a stretch. So far this year, the results Gonsolin's been so much better. I mean, that's we're not. No one's arguing that, right? Again, there's just a difference between results and uh, what we project going forward. Snell's 560 ERA, the advanced metrics say it should be a run and a half better. Gonsolin's a 158 ERA, the advanced metrics say it should be two runs worse. You know, I, this is what I'm at a bit of a loss for words on. Model says Dodgers minus 148. I'm taking the Padres plus 164. That's insanely good value in my opinion. It's a B-grade pick. The model's really taking a stance and saying Snell isn't this bad, Ian Gonsolin isn't this good. That's all it boils down to. I don't know how comfortable you are making that stance. And, and that's what you have to ask yourself on this one, uh, especially depending on exactly where the price is. The Dodgers should be favored. They're more likely to win. But at a price like minus 180, Dodgers minus 180, I think, makes sense if you only look at this year's numbers and say that's who they are. And I'm not saying they aren't. It's just the advanced metrics say that they aren't. And the projection says they aren't. And that doesn't mean that they aren't. That's just the stance I'm taking. It's the stance the model's taking. If you want to look at their ERA and say Snell is done, and you want to say Gonsolin's overperforming, but he's just really good, and he's going to keep doing that all season – Lay Dodgers minus 180. It makes sense if that's what you believe. I, I just can't get there. Um, do I think Snell is a good pitcher anymore? No. Um, the projection at league average seems about right. Maybe a little bit worse. Maybe a little bit worse. Gonsolin, I think Gonsolin's good. He projects at league average. I think he's probably a little bit better than that. But I think you have maybe a slight edge in the starting pitcher to the Dodgers, but not what this is priced at. Obviously, the Dodgers have a much have a, have a huge edge on the offense in their home. It's just minus 180. It's just way too much, in my opinion. So I'm on the Padres at plus 164. And I'll take the under 7.5 with a B pick. If I look at Snell and Gonsolin, I tend to think that Snell is not this bad. And, and I think that Gonsolin's 
overperformed, but I'm not sure this Padres offense is good enough to really make him capitalize off that. So it's, again, I'm really just kind of taking a stance and saying that Snell is better than those numbers. And that'll be a tight, low scoring game. These teams tend to play. These two teams play the two type of games. They either play this tight, low scoring playoff game or occasionally they just play one where just the wheels come off and it's like seven to six, right? I'm, I'm banking on it not being seven to six. Um, especially as the night goes along and it gets chillier. B pick on the under, I think total should probably be seven. But I, I just can't be that confident with Blake Snell involved. I mean, that's the bottom line. I can't be that confident with him. 10-10 Easter first pitch. A's at the Mariners. James Capriellen versus Marco Gonzalez. Y'all heard me talk about Gonzalez. I don't think he's that good. Um, advanced metrics almost two full runs higher than his ERA. Uh but I still think he's better than Capriella. And it's, it's, it's all about the price. It's also all about relative to who you're playing. And, and Gonzalez, I think, is a little bit overvalued. But Capriella is just really bad. 5880 ERA advanced metrics are right there with him. Projects a little bit better than that just because at some point the model's like, hey, you're in the major leagues. Like, you aren't going to be terrible always or else you won't be in the major leagues. <laughs> and maybe that's where he's heading. I don't know. He's not having a good year. Uh, by any stretch, you can imagine pitching in a huge pitcher from the park. So, I mean, the fact that his ERA is that bad is uh, it's just it's bad. <laughs> That's really no other way to put it. Mariners have a huge edge on offense. They have a huge edge in the bullpen. They have an edge in the starting pitcher, and they're at home. It's enough for me to back the Mariners. Model says Mariners minus 207. Mariners minus 195 is a B pick. It's almost an A pick. I've seen this number come down a little bit. If it comes down anymore, I'm going to add that third unit to it. Um, realistically, Minus 180 for sure is an A pick. That minus 185, maybe. Um, I think the Mariners are the right side. I, I'm not going to make the same mistake I made last night. Last night I said, hey, it's it's big odds, but I just didn't want to have that much on the Mariners. But that was a mistake. They're just a much better team. Um, as opposed to other situations where I'm taking dogs, it's it, it, I'm taking dogs in those situations where I say, kind of, here's why this can be close. Here's why it's mispriced. But I mean, in, in those other games, it's like, like let's take the Yankees Guardians game, for example. Yankees have a little bit of an edge with regards to the bats, and they have a little bit of an edge with the bullpen. They have a good edge with the starting pitcher, but it's one big edge and a bunch of little edges. In this game, the Mariners have a huge edge on offense and a huge edge in the relievers, and as bad as Caprillon is, a, a, not a bad edge with the starting pitcher. That's when I'm comfortable lining these prices, and it's not even up to minus 200 yet. I think it should be Mariners minus 195 is a B-grade pick. For me, and I'll take the under A, only a B, though. After last night's shenanigans, I can't be overly confident and make that an A pick. Neither pitcher is good, like I said, and the A's bullpen is bad. I just, it's such a pitcher friendly ballpark, and I don't trust the A's to score hardly against anybody. The fact they scored six last night, that seems like a week's worth of runs for them. So I'll go under eight, but again, last night gives me a little bit of a whiplash. I don't think there's a ton of value on this number. Again, the pitchers just aren't good enough for this to get to an A pick in my opinion 10 15 eastern first pitch white Sox at the giants the late game of the night chili in san francisco mid 50s winds will be blowing out it's about 20 miles an hour but in that park that means a whole lot less than anywhere else white Sox have an edge on offense bullpens at this point with how injured the white Sox bullpen is about even of course i think that cobb is a better pitcher than land the giants being home I give the Giants a slight edge here. The model says Giants minus 117. I don't know how minus 145 gets hung here. It doesn't make any sense to me. 
yes, we know the White Sox offense is better against lefties, but they're not bad against righties, even though they get dinged in their system for that. And the Giants are better against righties and lefties. So the Giants offense gets a boost facing a righty. The White Sox offense gets docked facing a righty. The White Sox offense still have them slightly better, probably rounding here, but slightly better. Again, the bullpen's being a wash. Cobb's a better pitcher for sure than Lynn, but not by enough to make this Giants minus 145. It doesn't make any sense to me. So B pick for me on the White Sox at plus 134. Almost an A pick. Could maybe make an A pick. Um, it's tough. There's just a lot of variability. It's why it's not an A pick for me on this one. It's tough to peg this one because both starting pitchers have been way worse than their advanced metrics. Lindsay area 619 advanced metrics say he should be in the upper threes. Cobbs is 548 advanced metrics say it should be around three. I don't really know what to make of that. And Lynn has not been good in his three starts. So it's a situation where I think that Cobb is a little bit better than Lynn, but I'm willing to concede that there's a lot we don't know about these pitchers. I don't think that Cobb's going to continue to underperform this bad. Lynn, on the other hand, has just so much more variability because it's hard to say he's really underperformed as much as it's been three starts. Has it been three starts and it's just been the way the ball's bounced? I, I, who really knows with three starts? Still projects to be solid. But at this point in a pitcher's career, you never know when the wheels start falling off. So it's a situation where I like the White Sox, but there's too much variability for me to love it. Be picked for me at plus 134. Price is right, in my opinion. And I'll take under eight at minus 130. I think this was priced really well. The the model says 7.8. I think it's about right. Um, back in the day before they changed the dimensions of this park and whatever's changed with the humidor on this ball, uh, this would be a much harder under for sure. But these offenses are just as good as these pitchers are. And again, this park plays closer to neutral now, um, just a, a hair under in, in, according to, to my data. So I'll take under eight. It's minus 130. I think it's priced really right. So just a lean for me. I don't really like entering this total market as I think it's pretty accurate in my opinion. So I'll recap the Apex here at the end. We got the Cubs plus 123 in some daytime action. Another day game, raising the Blue Jays. I'll take the over nine at minus 115. Marlins at plus 116. The Nationals, Diamondbacks plus 102 at the Rockies. Angels and Astros under eight and a half. And then a couple of more picks to add to Twitter and or the Google Sheet, and the Google Sheet, uh, whichever one you want to check out later for the total in the Cubs game and that Tigers game where there's no line yet. That's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.